you know, look at what, what it is that relationship is and whether you're selling a software product or you've got something else, what are the things that they need to know? What are the questions are, they are already asking you? Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Are you a little lost when it comes to marketing? Not sure where to spend your time, how to bring in the right people, or even where to get started? You know you should be doing it, but you just can't manage to figure out a method that actually works for you and your business. Join me at Audience Conversion Live happening February 23rd through the 25th, where we're going to dive deep into the audience conversion method, give you a strategy to get started with your marketing today, and you'll get the copy written for the beginning of your customer's journey. That includes a landing page, an email sequence, and uh, what's popularly known as a lead magnet. Join me and check it out at theaudienceconverter.com slash live. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, conversion copywriter, and marketing strategist. Today, we're talking about something a lot of us have been hearing about. It's out in the world. Pretty much everyone you ask is going to tell you you need this tool in your arsenal to build a community, but we're talking about it in a different way, and I am incredibly excited about it. Today, we're talking about video and how you can use video to increase communication and engagement among your audience and customers. And of course, as always, I have a fantastic guest to help me discuss this wonderful topic. Today, I'm super excited to welcome Matt Pierce to the show. He's the learning and video ambassador from TechSmith Corporation. TechSmith has created videos for learning and marketing for over a decade. He is the lead behind TechSmith Academy and Camtasia certification programs. Matt's been a speaker at multiple learning and development focused and marketing conferences. He's a regular contributor to lots of training publications, and he has an MS in instructional systems technology from Indiana University. Basically, Matt understands exactly what it takes to build something that people are going to actually want to finish when it comes to learning. And of course, you heard me mention the Camtasia certification. TechSmith is the creator behind Snagit and Camtasia software, which I have used and absolutely love. So Matt, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Kimberly, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So one of my favorite things to get started in is, of course, we're going to be talking about video and how you can use it for engagement and building your community. We're all about building community at the Audience Converter. But my first question, of course, is I'm always fascinated to hear exactly how did you get to become the learning and video ambassador for TechSmith? So tell me a little bit about your journey in, uh, you know, taking it from instructional systems technology and the degree into building this learning and video library for a big name corporation in the world of entrepreneurial tools? Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's a great question because, you know, I'm very fortunate. I've been at TechSmith now for 15 years, so it's not a short road that's gotten me here, but I'll keep the story brief. So basically when I came to TechSmith, I started off making tutorial videos. I was just, I was one of the people there making tutorials on how to use Snagit, how to use Camtasia. And a series of events happened that led me to a management position where I was leading the training team. And then I was reading, leading the documentation team and then the technical support team. And I did that for a while. And I was like, I want to do something different because it was a lot of work and a lot of reports. And I was kind of getting that burned out feeling. 
And I talked to the VP of marketing. He said, hey, why don't you come over and lead a video team for us? It was going to be a small team. And then that expanded into video and social media. And then it was video media and, uh, and PR. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just keep acquiring jobs here. Long story short, though, kind of bounced back and forth between those two worlds of learning and development and also marketing. And we actually started talking about building a community. And we're like, well, what does it take to build a community? And how do you do that? And instead of trying just to build a platform where people could communicate with each other and try to do like what you would think of as a community or forums, we said, what would happen if we start teaching people how to make better images and better video and not even make it about our products, but what if we teach those core skills to help people be successful that are, you know, they're tangentially related to what we do, but it's not, I'm not teaching people how to use Camtasia or Snagit. And so I've fallen into this position and, you know, it's been really fantastic to be able to work on these projects that we get to help people be successful, whether they're, you know, small businesses, large businesses, or they're, you know, they're trying to reskill and and learn new skills that are going to allow them to connect and, and, and do jobs better. It's, it's really awesome. That sounds really awesome. I love that you had like this menage, I can never say this managerial position, <laughs> I believe is the way to phrase it. Um, you know, you're running all of these different types of teams and you're like, okay, you're, you're noticing the burnout coming, which is really important, right? For anyone out there who is running a team, anyone out there who is thinking about bringing on a team, but you want to make sure that you've got everything in place. So you don't reach that point of burnout and then deciding that taking those core skills, right? That's what you talked about was the core skills and the core ideas, right? You're not teaching people you're building a community around the ideas and around the implementation and the action steps versus, oh, you have to use our products to do this. And I, I love what you said about that because it is true that building a community is about more than whatever that particular product is. It's about the people, right? It's about helping the people achieve their goals and dreams. So I'm loving that you guys, uh, you know, you take the approach of here, we're going to teach the fundamental skills of how to make images and social and all those types of things interesting for the people they're trying to reach. Yeah. And you know, the thing that we found is that it might sound counterintuitive, like, oh, you got to teach people, you got to focus on your products and things like that. But what we found is that we're actually able to talk to way more people about things that are really important to us. And what we hope is, and I think it's proving out, uh, you know, it's always a a long-term process to prove out, but I think what it's proving is, is that when people see that, we start to build that relationship of trust. They, they say, oh, well, they were able to teach me about writing scripts or creating storyboards or how to set up my first lighting kit so I could light my video a little bit better. And then as they do that, they realize, oh, well, I need a tool to help me to make a video. Well, where should I go? And, if, and hopefully we're top of mind for that. And we know we're not the solution for every situation, but we hope that then we have that trust to say, hey, we do have something of value to offer you that, you know, we'd love you to try out and we'd love you to purchase. Absolutely. It's so important to be top of mind. And this is actually, I'm so excited that you're here actually, because this is my entire approach when it comes to marketing. This is what I work with with my clients is that, look, at the heart of any marketing campaign you create, there should be a single question. And that is, how can I help you? And that is the approach you guys have taken in this initiative with the Academy is how can we help these people create better videos? How can we help them uh, do what they need to do when it comes to video, when it comes to editing, when it comes to figuring out screencasting and all of that great stuff? And what happens is, is when you provide that help up front, 
when you solve the immediate issue people have, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm lost. Video, what is that? I realize I should do it. I'm lost. How do I do it? What happens next? I don't know. And then they realize there is a tool out there. You are, as they say, top of mind because you've created that relationship. You've created that place that you start from, which is we're here to help you. If you end up using our product, that's fantastic. And we're excited to bring you on as a, as a product user, but we're here to help you. And how can we do that? Yeah, that is absolutely what we're trying to do. And, and the thing is, we realize that along that journey that people are taking, you know, it might be six months, it might be three years before they come to that realization that we're the right tool, or they might just skip us and move on to something even much bigger. You know, if they want to go to Adobe Premiere, but we've helped them on that journey, that's fine too. We know that will happen. But at the core of it, when we get to that point where we are that helpful and we, we see the, the results from that. It's, it's just been astounding. And, and I think it makes a difference then even in the relationship after that purchase. So we're like upfront, we're saying, Hey, we want to help you before you even understand how to make a video. But once you do have a product and you, you're using our product, hopefully, then we still build that relationship. So it's, it's got this huge wide net effect that I think is, is really awesome because, you know, one of the things I think is true about video is, that you grew up probably learning to read and to write and do some math, but we didn't grow up doing video, right? No one would taught you how to do that. Most people are either self-taught or for the few that do go to school, they're doing much bigger things with, you know, high-end commercials or movies or stuff like that. But for most of us, it's a skill that we just don't have. And there are things that we need to learn to get good at it. Absolutely. Although I would argue that a lot of people now are growing up doing video, right? Like live is a touch of a button on your parents' smartphone or your own if you have one, which I know when I was a teacher, a lot of my students had one and I was a little bit shocked. (laughs) And that was a good long time ago. But you know, what you said here is about, it's about the relationship you build before and then the relationship you continue to build after they become a paid user. I think this is one of the biggest areas where people kind of fall behind because they, it's not that they forget that their customers are there, but once they become a customer, then they're like, Oh, I have to keep looking for new people. And I'm a big proponent. And, you know, let's, let's keep that relationship going. Let's continue building it after they become a paid user. So, you know, one of the topics we wanted to talk about today was how to use video to not only increase engagement before people become users and before people become uh, your customers, but also after people become your customers. Can you give any uh, tips or tricks or uh, words of wisdom around that idea? Yeah, I, I absolutely believe that you're right on on this idea that we need to make sure we're continuing that relationship, right? It's got to go on because those are going to be the lifelong customers that are going to, we're going to drive a lot of value out of them and hopefully they're getting equal value from their relationship. But in terms of video, I think there's a few things that we can do. First of all, you know, look at what, what it is that relationship is and whether you're selling a software product or you've got something else, what are the things that they need to know? What are the questions are they are already asking you? And an easy way to get started using video and to build that relationship is simply to answer those questions with video. And one of the things that you can do around that is you can start to have personalities. And, you know, you think about your brand personality, think about what you're trying to portray as an organization. But for us, we really like putting our, our staff in those videos, right? We don't want to be anything that we're not. We're not usually hiring actors, especially post support stuff. We might do it for a couple marketing videos, but 
for, for most part, it's like I'm doing a, a live stream video every week, right? And they, people can ask me questions. We bring on guests kind of like you're doing here. And we try to make that very authentic, very TechSmith, we would say. We have another one, uh, video series that's our video producer, right? And it's just him talking about things that we hear questions about a lot. We even have our tech support teams making videos to answer questions. And we'll put that in the help content. We'll put that on our, our support forums. We'll put that in all sorts of places. But you can hear the voices of the people that are really working at TechSmith. You can see our faces fairly frequently, if not that, at least our screens. And that's a great, I think it's just a great way to start to connect. Beyond that, I think there's lots of things you can do, depending again on that relationship you want to have. But, you know, even around the holiday times of, you know, you're thinking about like, oh, are people going to send out Christmas cards? We're, we have a group of people that are, we would call them our VIPs or influencer group. And, you know, we're sending them a little GIF, an animated GIF video of the people that work on the team that support them. That's just, you know, like we're all being silly in it. And it's not going to get us more clicks or more likes or, you know, probably more purchases. However, what we really want to build is that relationship. We want them to know who we are. They want, we want them to know like a little bit of our culture, that we're a little bit fun. We're a little bit silly here, but, you know, we're the ones that are going to be helping them throughout all of the next year. Absolutely. I love that you create gifts of all of your people and you send them to the people who really like using your stuff. Those are just so fun and they're entertaining and, you know, it's a nice pick me up for people, right? And I think too often when we talk about marketing and we talk about our brand, too many people are worried about, well, what's the right way to do it? Is, is this professional enough? And I'm, of course, I, most of the people I work with are very much driven, uh, they're personality driven brands. So it's very much, you know, you're, you're working with the person you're working with and that's the, the face of the company. And I think it's something that, uh, is, is changing, especially in the online world where people aren't necessarily expecting everyone to be you know, business suits, power suits from the 80s. That's what proper business looks like. Because honestly, at the end of the day, we're all people. And it's more interesting. It's more fun. It's more entertaining to get emails, to get marketing, to to see things out in the quote unquote online wild that are not stiff upper lip business type, right? So building that into your brand and then of course building it into your video strategy is very much something that is not necessarily not even just okay. It's almost kind of expected nowadays. People want to be entertained, right? Whenever um, I first got started in copywriting, one of the first talks I went to, they they talked about, uh, you know, you're not actually competing against other products online. What you're competing against is YouTube cat videos, right? Because people online are looking for entertainment and information. So if you are promoting whatever your product is, you're not necessarily just competing against other people selling a similar product. You're also competing against all the million cat videos or people doing surf mistakes or skateboarding mistakes, right? Online. And so this idea that you can build fun into your videos and still be loyal to your brand. I just love this idea. Yeah. One thing I'd say about that is because it's always hard. As soon as you bring up entertainment, people are like, well, we're never that funny. We're never that cool. We're never going to be that hip. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest, we're like a 30 year old startup that is not, we're not super cool people. Like we're not, you know, we're in, uh, we're in Michigan. We're not in the West Coast. We're not, you know, I don't have (laughs) funky hair. It's cold. (laughs) It's cold. You know, we're very Midwest nice kind of thing. And I think I'm in the Midwest. Nice. uh, Yeah. It's, and it's a great thing, right? Like, so we lean into it, but I think that the thing here that's really important and and we did some studies, we have a uh, kind of a, every couple of years we run this study about why people watch videos that they do, what causes them to stop watching, you know, how long do they watch these videos? And one thing that's come up in that repeatedly 
isn't that people are necessarily looking to be entertained. And I do think that's true. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I know I, I go out and look for entertainment all the time. But I think what people are looking for with video in particular is they're looking for answers to problems. They're looking for something that's relevant to them and their interests. And so if I'm, you know, we look at Google, I'm going to be searching for stuff. That's the number one search engine. But I think YouTube has become like the number two, how that's the number two search engine, but it's a really the number one how-to engine. And mm-hmm. I think people are going, looking for videos that are going to help them to do something. And it might be, you know, it might be, I just want to be entertained and that's the thing that I want to do. But it's also... You know, how do I, you know, improve my Zoom call? How do I, you know, change my background? How do I do this thing so I can make a, a video that my boss has asked me to make? How do I communicate better? And whatever it might be, it might be even that you're just fixing a toilet in your bathroom because you, you can't afford to hire someone to do it, right? Like it's it's so powerful. And if we as organizations can take that in and really start to think about what problems can I help my audience or my potential audience, the people I want to talk to, what problems can I help them solve? And how can I make sure that they understand that this content that I'm going to create is relevant to them? We're going to be much more successful at drawing them in. And there's things that we can do to be show them that we're relevant. And, and you know, wherever you're posting, you know, make sure your thumbnail is showing the right things. And a face in the thumbnail is usually a really good thing that the title is going to help them. You know, if it said TechSmith's great ways to to do something, that's not very compelling, but like, what is the <laughs> thing that it's going to show them to do? You know, this video is going to show you how to X, Y, Z, right? You don't want to get clickbaity, but you want to be very specific. And then of course that description so that if they do, if they even look at the description on, on wherever you're, you're at, that they'll understand like, oh yes, this is going to solve my problem. But here's the thing. If you do that, you can set all that up and that's great. But if your video doesn't deliver on that promise that this is what we're going to problem that we're going to solve and you really do that and only that people don't care. They're going to stop watching. You're never going to make it to the end of your video. So you got to show that it's going to be relevant to them and then deliver on the promise of that so that you're not leading them astray. You know, if you do that, you're going to lose people so quickly. They're like, next, I'm going to go on to the cat video because it's way more interesting than this thing that's really not in my cup of tea. Absolutely. And, you know, you said something that I consider like the golden rule of content creation and marketing strategy, which is that anything you create needs to be relevant to your audience and then you need to deliver on it, right? We can talk about figuring out headline hacks and figuring out the right thumbnail and making sure our description is going to hit all the right keywords. But at the end of the day, once they hit play, everything they see from that point on needs to be useful for them, right? As we mentioned earlier in the interview, people are looking for help. They're looking for a solution to a particular problem. It's why, as you mentioned, how-to has become so incredibly important, especially now that people are also using like voice searches, right? Half the time, I don't want to swipe on my phone because it gets it wrong half the time. So I'll do a voice search for how do you do XYZ? And the first thing that comes up is a video on YouTube. And then I say, okay, cool, sweet. I can watch it. I'll see what it is. And then I'll go and follow the steps. So when creating video, when thinking about what video content to create, it's so incredibly important to connect with your audience by deciding and making sure that what you're delivering is what they're looking for and then actually fulfilling on that promise, right? One of the common outlines, I guess you could say, I've heard for videos is tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them what you told them you would tell them, and then remind them about what you told them, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, this doesn't have to be, this is not rocket science. I think people get bogged down in the complexity of video because it's a new, you know, there's moving pieces. You got audio, you got the, the video piece of it, you know, you've got all these different things, but it's really not hard. The, the formula, it doesn't have to be complex. Just be helpful. Be yourself. Don't worry about making something that looks like Hollywood because we're not. Just make something that's good enough. That's going to answer one specific problem. And if you do that, you're going to find success. Now, is it going to be, you know, a million hits on YouTube? You're super successful? Probably not. But you know your niche. You know what it should look like. And if you're finding that it's not hitting right, well, you can always tweak it. Just keep adjusting and and remaking videos and doing new videos to learn what your audience really needs. And my guess is, Kimberly, your audience, they're smart people. They know some of the problems that their customers are having or they're probably having even before they get into the funnel for them. So just take what, what's your popular blog post, make a video for it. What's the most popular support article, make a video for it. And you don't have to really overthink this and the, the formula will come together and you'll find your own style. You'll find your own personality, you know, but until then maybe you, you steal a few ideas here or there from other people that are doing it right. Absolutely. I mean, when it comes down to it, there's no better source than your actual audience, right? I'm a big proponent of ask questions of your audience. What would they like information on? It's always a great source of information for creating your own marketing ideas. But what you said, right? With with video, it's so important that you're creating the content that people are actually looking for. And it doesn't have to be rocket scientists, right? Uh, one of the things you mentioned is it's, it doesn't have to be Hollywood style. And the truth is so many of us... Since the inception of live video, especially, people aren't necessarily expecting highly, highly polished, especially if they're like, oh my gosh, it's a how-to video. I really need to figure this out now, right? Like um, I'm setting up a summit currently and I needed to figure out how to connect one form to another and I couldn't find the answer and I found a video and I watched it and I was like, okay, perfect, great. This was exactly what I was looking for, right? I didn't want something, it didn't matter to me that it wasn't professionally produced and it had, you know, high studio quality uh, images or something. What mattered was it was a screencast, right? And it was a step-by-step, here's the exact process you do. And somebody was narrating the steps to take. And I was like, perfect. That's what I needed. Awesome. And now I can move on to the next step. And that at the end of the day is exactly how a lot of people are going to be interacting with your content. I think too many of us get bogged down in the idea of planning out a strategy that we forget. Well, how is it that normal people interact? And the way they normally interact, right? They have a question and they're looking for help for it. Yeah, I, I don't think it has to be more complicated than that. And I, I, I want to, about the quality, I want to just say, you know, I get this question all the time about, well, how do I make it look better? Or, or where do I start? You know, what camera do I buy? And I say, if you have an option, if you have a budget and you're going to spend any money, the first thing you need to do is just get a good microphone. Don't worry about the camera. Don't worry about, you know, lighting. Don't, you know, you can use a screencast, which is perfectly great because then you don't need to worry about a camera or lighting at all. But the one piece of advice I'd say is if you're going to get into video and you're going to start doing these regularly, get a microphone. And there's lots of microphones that are going to work just great. Depending on your budget, you can spend very little and get way better results than what your laptop can do. Or you can spend thousands upon thousands of dollars. And frankly, for most of us, that's just way overkill. And then you, you're doing it and you want to add some of those other elements. The second element I say is add lights. You know, that will make a bigger difference. Even if you're just using your smartphone, your smartphone, it's, it's like a studio in your pocket. It's fantastic. There's so much you can do with it. 
But lighting, a lot of light actually makes it a lot better. And then third thing, if you really are still in it and you really want to make better looking videos, then you can upgrade your camera. But don't do it first. Learn the skills and techniques of getting good audio, then adding some light, and then you can worry about adding the camera piece. And, you know, for most of us, that's not an overnight thing. That's going to take a little while. Absolutely. But I I love that step-by-step process of what tools to invest in when. I feel so many people use a what tool do I need as a staffing point, right? It's not that they're actually looking for the right tool. It's that they they feel they can't get started until, right? I can't get started until. I can't get started until my website's up. I can't get started until I have the right webcam. I can't get started until whatever that is. And it's true. You know, my first podcast, I got started without a professional mic at all. I was using the microphone on my laptop. Then when I got a little bit more into it, I, I took a step up and got like a $40 microphone. Uh, and that's what I used until I got this lovely Yeti that I use now. But at the end of the day, people need to make sure they can understand and hear the information. And if it's good information, they'll continue to watch. And then you can slowly step by step, once you make sure you're comfortable with video, you like video, it's going to be a part and parcel and huge part of your marketing, then you can take that step by step plan for for upgrading what you're necessarily having. But a lot of people you see who are doing the the high-end videos, I always challenge people to go and look at their videos from two or three years ago, especially if that's about the time they got started. And you'll notice that oftentimes the quality has changed. It's improved over time, but they didn't get started with the high, high end stuff. They got started with whatever they had access to, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I've talked to a couple of people who have found uh, a little bit of success on YouTube and you know they'll tell you that this is never an overnight thing. It's, it's a 10 year journey for a lot of them to get to where they are, where now they've got like a million subscribers. And so, yeah, I, I think the, the thing that you can do is stop worrying about it. You probably have the device with everything you need right in your pocket, if you have a smartphone. And then I like to recommend to people, just go and make your first bad video. Just go and do it. You know, it's going to be a selfie video probably. And you're going to look at it in a year or two and you're going to say, oh my gosh, that is the worst video ever. I need to pull it down. In fact, I one of my very first like real videos I ever made was part of my job interview for TechSmith. They asked me to make a screencast video and I'd never done it. And I'm like, yeah, of course I can do this. This is no no problem, right? And I was totally bluffing my way through it. And I still have that video. And every once in a while, I break it out and I just cringe. Like my soul hurts. I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I ever get hired here? I'm so fortunate that they didn't see through me. But the thing about it is I can look back at that and I can say, you know what? It's okay because when I first started off, that was okay. But now I can see where I've come. And the the, the secret is not to try to, do everything, but just every time you make a video. So make the first bad one, then make the next one and just find one thing, just one thing that you could do better. You know, it was a little shaky the first time, make it a little less shaky. Audio was a little bit noisy. Okay, find a quieter place to record. The lighting wasn't great because you were in, you know, like a window right behind you and it was washing out. Okay, well, turn around, you know, do do the little things step by step. And in that year or two, you'll be surprised how, how far and how much quality your video improves. And and really, along the way, you'll get, you'll get better, not only at the quality, but your messages will get better. And that's, I think, what's even more important because you'll learn how to trim things down. You'll learn how to get a little bit more concise, more focused, more helpful. And as you're doing that, you can, you can really start to see the impact that the, those videos are going to have for your business, but also for your audience. Absolutely. It, concision is so key. 
but you know, just getting out there and doing it, that's, it's always a great place to get started. I know when I first decided, oh, I was going to do videos, I challenged myself to go live every day on Facebook for a month. And it was incredibly uncomfortable and I didn't like the lighting and I wasn't too happy with it. And I didn't have a great microphone, but you know what? You just keep going. And eventually you'll, you can see that change. Even the, over the course of 30 days, I saw a change from day one to day 30. So it's definitely possible. So, you know, before we wrap up here, Matt, you've given such great and wonderful information around video and how to use it to build your community and increasing engagements and, you know, uh, create that relationship that's more long-term with people. So what would you say is the very first step? What's that next action step people need to take right now? Well, the very first thing I, I really recommend is make sure you go look at your, your information that you have from your audience and pick one thing that you can turn into a video and then go make that video. And don't worry if it's going to be the best video you've ever seen or ever done, but just go pick something that's going to add value to your audience right now and make that video. Because once you've done that, you can start moving on. You can make something better. And the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to put it out there and you're going to get feedback that people are like, yeah, this isn't working. And that's okay. Because then you can always redo it. You can make changes. You can try something different. The bar of failure here is like, what's the worst that will happen? It's not really that bad. And if you're going to be on camera and do all that, you might be a little embarrassed. But guess what? There's a lot of really, really bad videos out there. So pick that one thing and go make it. Absolutely. Pick that one thing and go make it. That's honestly the best piece of advice to get started is pick your topic, decide what the topic is that's best for people and just go make it. So Matt, once again, I want to say thank you so much for coming on, for sharing your wisdom with the audience converter audience. And uh, I would love to know if people want to hear more about you and TechSmith and, and the ways to make sure they're using Camtasia and whatnot correctly, where can they find you? Yeah. So you guys can find us on techsmith.com. You'll go and get all the great stuff about Snagit and Camtasia, two of our tools. But really what I want to tell you guys is if you're in this process and you want to learn about video, come visit us at academy.techsmith.com. It's our free online learning platform. We have a ton of content out there that's going to walk you through a lot of these basics, like how to write a script, how to shoot your first video, how to you know, get good audio in the environment that you're in. We've got a screen recording course. We've got even stuff about like writing helpful help. So we've got a lot of different information that's available right now. Again, it's all free at academy.techsmith.com. So go check that out because that would, that we really do just want to help you all be successful. The other thing I'll mention is if you are interested in our products, Camtasia, which is a screen recorder and video editor or Snagit, which is a screen capture tool, which does a ton. I, I use it every single day. Uh, we do have a 10% off discount code that you can get. Well, uh, Kimberly, if it's okay, if you can just link to it on the your podcast then, rather than saying it because it'll jumble of words. But Absolutely. Yeah, no worries. Uh, we'll have that link in the show notes. And all of the links that Matt has mentioned today on the show, of course, will be on the show notes. So once again, uh, do check out academy.techsmith.com. All that free, wonderful training about how to actually create high quality videos that will build engagement and the relationships with your community. Matt, thank you once again for being on. And remember everybody, until next time, keep calm and carry on. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.